0: Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot
1: Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why.
2: I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say
1: it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.
3: G'day, mates. It's Bee Buster here. And before the episode begins, I would just like to let you know that Be Scared, which is produced along with Studio 71 scary stories from around the globe on a weekly basis that aim to fuel your nightmares with a smile. And if you enjoy the podcast, it would be great if you could hit that subscribe button and drop a review. But thanks for listening, guys. And without further ado, let's begin. As part of my university degree, I went to the Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico to do field surveys in various parts of the rainforest. We traveled across several sites looking at plants, animals, and doing a bunch of tests and stuff. This one site in particular was a sectioned off part of the rainforest, about two miles in diameter that was semi-managed by the government. We went there once in the day, just walked around the site, did our tests, and then went back to the hotel. The rest of the day, we were allowed to relax and study our notes, and then in the evening, we headed back there to study the nightlife in the rainforest. So we arrived at the site, unpacked our gear, paired up with our accountability buddy and groups and stuff, and then went into the forest. We had one torch per group, so a lot of us used the torches on our phones to see where we were going. We walked around the same route as we had in the day and I was vigilant in checking my phone and its battery because I was terrified of getting lost in the dark in this rainforest. We were just over halfway I would say with the loop around the site and I was sitting comfortably at around 80% battery as I had the foresight of fully charging before heading out. But then, nothing. The last thing I remembered was admiring the reflection of the eyes of the crocodiles intently keeping watch over our group. Then, when I came back to, I was on the other side of one of the villages that we had seen earlier in the day, alone. My phone was now at 1% battery. I was completely separated from my group, and I remember just staring out into this old abandoned hut with the dim light of my phone. Well, I immediately started to panic before I heard the laughter from another group on the opposite side of this small village about 50 feet away, so I rushed over and formed up with them. When I eventually reconnected with my group, they were worried and said that I was walking along, not saying anything, and then when we reached a village, they just lost sight of me. Now, I've tried to be as rational as I can thinking about this experience. I mean, I was tired getting used to a new climate and arguably not as hydrated as I should have been, which could obviously play several large roles. However, it is important to note that I have a pretty good memory as that's how I've learned to study and to completely forget what would have been a 40 minute walk is just really unlike me. Thinking back on the event, I still get chills and the more I try to rationalize it, the more I feel like something unexplainable happened that night. My only comfort really is that apart from the fear of being abandoned in the rainforest at night i never felt threatened or in danger or anything at least that's what i think so mimics well i think that's the right word for what it is But I've also seen people call similar experiences doppelgangers, so maybe that's the right term. In any case, my grandma's house has had some really weird going on since before I was born. Mysterious ringing phones in the basement, TVs and VCRs with minds of their own, bassinets that rocked by themselves, you name it, it's pretty much happened there. Anyway, it seems that one of them... Maybe a mimic. So my grandfather had a job that would take him out of town at times. On at least two separate occasions while he was gone, my grandma and uncle saw him walk down a hallway and out of sight. They thought that maybe he could have come home without them noticing, but his car wasn't in the driveway either time, and he came home later and insisted that he hadn't been home. My mother also claimed that she used to talk to her deceased grandmother at night sometimes, and it scared her because... She knew that logically it just wasn't right, but it was her grandmother, so she felt safer about it. Knowing about Mimics now, it probably wasn't her grandmother though, and that's pretty terrifying. So, now to my own personal experience. So My sister and I used to spend weekends at my grandmother's house when we were younger, through high school even. We all slept in her bed and my grandma would make us bacon and hot cocoa for breakfast in the mornings. It was a really nice time. But I woke up one morning. I was still in a state of sort of half awareness. I opened my eyes and I saw my grandmother leaning in her bedroom doorway just looking at me. I figured that she must have just come up to see if I was awake yet. But then she leaned backwards out of the doorway and out of sight. And... Something about the way that she moved just wasn't quite right. That's when I also realized that I smelled and heard bacon cooking downstairs. And it struck me as really odd that she would walk away from the bacon while it was on the stove still. She was in her 70s at this time and though she got around well for her age, taking the stairs was still a bit of a task and took some time for her. It didn't make any sense that she would risk burning food on the stove just to come upstairs and look at me. I mean, she could have just yelled up at me to see if I was up. Anyway, I called out to her to ask if she was upstairs. From where I was, I could see out the bedroom door and down the stairs. And she walked from the kitchen to the bottom of the stairs and said no. She was making bacon. I sort of freaked a little bit, got out of bed, and I just booked it downstairs. My sister was already awake and downstairs with my grandma, which is why she was already making bacon before I was up. And both of them said that she hadn't been upstairs, so I told them what happened. That's when my grandma told us the stories that I told above about seeing my grandpa when he couldn't have been there and stuff like that. So yeah... I've been a little bit scared of my grandma's house ever since then, and... I really don't like staying there. So just before Christmas, my girlfriend and I had gone to visit her mother. Her name is Jill, and she had recently separated from someone who... We all pretty much perceived as extremely negative and toxic. But Nobody was sad to see him leave. Shortly after we arrived... I went upstairs in the home to use the washroom when all of a sudden I had this overwhelming sense of fear and all the hairs on my whole body just stood up. It really creeped me out and as a 33 year old man I kept telling myself that I was just acting crazy. But it was like I could feel eyes on me from all of the bedrooms just staring. Well, not long after that I started feeling very nauseated and developed a really bad headache and then I also started hearing footsteps upstairs and I was really starting to question my sanity but obviously I kept all of this to myself. My girlfriend eventually started complaining of a headache and nausea as well and it was at that point that I knew something was wrong but I wasn't about to ruin the evening by suggesting that something paranormal was going on in the house. To be honest, too, my first inclination was actually carbon monoxide, but Jill was absolutely fine, and I could also see that the devices were functioning properly. Well, we left Jill's and proceeded on our way home when I told my girlfriend that I was feeling ill inside that home, and then she told me that she was hearing some really strange noises coming from upstairs. I was trying to stay as calm as possible given the situation, and I didn't want to upset my girlfriend. Jill had been involved in a series of unexplained accidents leading up to this night though, which included little things like tripping over things frequently to big things like falling off of a ladder outside. But the strange thing is that she claims that she didn't fall and that instead the ladder just kicked out from underneath her. We brought this to Jill's attention the following day where she advised us that she had no idea but was very freaked out and proceeded to smudge the house. The girlfriend went back a few days later and claims that she was still very freaked out and unsettled in the home. A few days later, a friend of Jill's walked her through various methods of cleansing the home. I haven't been back since, but the girlfriend has been and says that it doesn't feel as unsettling as before, but is still a little bit unsure. But, I don't know, do any of you guys have a similar experience or perhaps know what this could be? I'm getting pretty worked up even just talking about it. It was a very unsettling night and I would like to try and find a solution to whatever this is. So my family is from rural Ohio, the kind of place where everyone knows everyone. Some people live in town and others live by cornfields. The town was always quirky but spooky and there were tons of stories like a Native American guy killed a man and stuffed him in a tree log, a witch cursed the town because they didn't accept her, there was a Mormon home outside of town that housed the founder for a few months, it was rumored someone tarred one of his followers and left him to die or something but anyways, when I was eight we moved into town from the country I didn't feel anything at first, but I always got bad feelings and would run past the front room of the house. Lights would flicker, things would go missing. And well, my mum is very in tune to her surroundings and definitely has a gift to see things that are not there. In my family, they began seeing a little boy and a girl that would run around and play dressed in like 19th century clothes. But they would wave to people and run up and down the stairs. There was a man who smoked cigars and a lady in red. The little boy once came to my mom and pointed behind her tv to let her know that my brother's epilepsy medicine was behind it i also want to note too that we lived behind an old 19th century cemetery that was well really creepy so our family went through some hard times living there a lot of fights between my parents my brother was busy partying which made things worse and i eventually developed a a really big drug problem Mental health was a serious issue in our home, and I'm not saying it's the ghost's fault, but it was odd. Anyway, we moved out after 10 years of living in that home, and that was 10 years ago now, and I still have creepy dreams about living in that house. People coming and going, and just awful things happening there. Does anyone else have dreams of a childhood home that house, some really spooky, otherworldly things? I feel like a a part of me is stuck there, but I don't know how to explain it. I really hope that someone can give me some insight, though, because, well, that would be really helpful. This happened like three or four years ago, but I still remember all the details because it freaked me out so bad. So me and my brother, we had decided to sleep on our mattresses in our back lounge room. Basically a sleepover, but with a sibling. However, when we actually went to go to sleep, he changed his mind and went back to his room. Keep in mind, he was like nine and wasn't really used to it. But I chose to stay instead of going back. But I ended up not being able to sleep very well. At the time the washing had recently been done so there was a bunch of like baskets sitting out there. For context our back lounge room directly connects to our dining room basically one huge room split into two. The baskets were in the dining room section aka directly behind my head. So I turned my head back around to look at the baskets just sort of bored out of my mind and when I did I saw this black shadow crawl on all fours from behind one of the baskets to another. I instantly got up and looked around the room, but when I did, there was nothing there. It was like 1 or 2 in the morning when this happened, so nobody else was awake, but I was scared out of my mind, and I didn't go back to sleep until it was like 5 in the morning. I still have no idea what that thing was, but was too scared to check if something was actually there, so I really don't have a way to confirm what it was or if it was just a trick of my eyes, but man, it looks so real. I don't know why, but I recently started thinking about an event that happened roughly around 2013 to 2014 when I was about 14 years old. Now, I've never experienced hallucinations in my life, and my family hasn't either. Back then, the Slender Man hype was at its peak, and of course, I wanted to reenact the game with my brother. So I drew some figures, similar to the game, on some A4 paper sheets and went into the woods next to my residence. It was midday, and my brother, two years younger than me, was fiddling with some sticks at the entrance of the woods. Meanwhile, I was nailing the sheets of paper to some trees. Even though it was sunny, I felt like this place had a weird vibe to it this day, though. So, dumb me continued nailing the papers to the trees, thinking that the atmosphere would make the game even better. About 15-20 to minutes after I started nailing the papers, I came upon an old fallen tree with its roots sticking out of the ground. As I passed it, I felt something strange going on. It wasn't a sound, just a... A feeling that I had to turn around. As I did exactly that, I saw an approximately two and a half meter tall figure, all black, except its face, standing about maybe four or five meters away from me. It had no facial features and just stood there, watching me. The whole encounter lasted about two seconds before I just turned around, screamed at the top of my lungs, and bolted towards my brother's location. I was in total panic mode, running like my life depended upon it. I felt relieved when I finally saw my brother fiddling with some rocks on the side of the road. I tried explaining what happened to him, but he just thought that I was messing with him. Well, the game was cancelled and I made sure to stay by his side while taking off all of the pictures that I nailed to the trees. I went back to the spot of the encounter with him, examined it clearly, trying to tell myself that... I must have just seen an illusion or something, but nothing even remotely resembled that figure, or was even that black in that area. I kept this encounter mostly to myself and never really talked about it anywhere, thinking that everyone would just write it off as me being crazy or something. My family are all heavily religious people, unlike me who was an atheist too, but the whole thing happened in France in the 92nd department. To this day, I still have no explanation to what I saw. Maybe it was just Slender Man in my head. Maybe. maybe it was something else, though. I didn't get a clear look at it since all of my instincts were telling me to just run, but I'm pretty sure that this thing really was there. So I'm 30-some years old. I lived at my brother's house for my whole childhood. No one died there that I know of. The house was built in the 60s or 70s, and everyone in my house had experience seeing shadow people. More or less, I wanted to share my experiences because people that haven't had paranormal experiences just look at me weird, so I figured some of you guys might not do that. When I was roughly around ten years old, my mum and younger sister were all laying in bed. The bed was a bunk bed with a twin upper bed and full-size lower bed. I was laying next to my mum, and my younger sister was up top asleep. My mum and I were reading books and just talking occasionally. When I heard the floor creak and looked up at the doorway. And there was a black figure. Half of their body was in the bedroom. Their hands sort of wrapped around the doorway like they were just peeking. It seemed to be about five feet tall and the thing that I remember the most were its piercing green eyes. No one else saw it though because as soon as I saw it, it ducked back around the corner and I went out to take a look but it was gone. The figure that we all saw the most though was a tall, broad, male-looking figure. The reason that I say male is because he was really big and wide. You never see anything beside his silhouette though, but when I was 22 I moved back after having my daughter to live with my mum to help with my dad, he was dying at the time. My dad would pass 3 months before the next incident, but this figure was not my father. I unfortunately never got to see him, but I woke up to make my daughter a bottle. I left the same room as the last story and walked into the hallway leading into the living room. Now, the living room has this big picture window across the room. The windows give light from the passing cars, the moon, or any outdoor light. We were looking at the ground and shuffling through it about 2 or 3 in the morning and looked up and saw the tall dark silhouette just standing about 3 feet from me. Now, he was really big, but this time noticed that he was wearing a a wide brimmed hat. I ran to the kitchen and hit the closet light but when I did it was gone. To be honest with you as well I didn't even think paranormal at first. I mean it looked so real and the whole hat thing was just really odd and so I thought intruder maybe. Like I said when I turned around there was nobody there. My mother and sister still live there and they experience random things occasionally we've never been hurt thankfully but i don't know have any of you guys ever had experiences of piercing green eyes or shadowy figures a tall brimmed hat man i know it sounds really weird but it's the truth and i'm hoping that you guys might know more about this
1: We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.
3: I want to lead this by saying that I've never been into anything paranormal. I'm not sure how I feel on the topic, to be honest, and I suppose you could say that uh, I've never really believed. I still don't know how to feel, but... I can say that I've never seen something out of the corner of my eye so consistently and often. And at least when I have, it's always been something distinguishably different from the last. We bought a house and I got no weird feelings from it like I did at other houses. My house has one room that is deteriorated from water and needs to be redone. And with the doorknob removed and the latch on the outside of the door, it's a little bit unsettling to say the least. We sort of call it the Dungeon. But the first night in our new room my husband was with me so I can confirm that I'm not alone in at least one of these. We were sitting so we can see directly down the hall. The two kids rooms are at either end. We hear a sound and expect it's one of them trying to creep out. We think that we've confirmed it because we see a shadow move on the wall and another creak. I tell him to go investigate and he insists that our son was fast asleep and... He couldn't have gotten back to bed that fast without much more noise. The cat was asleep in my daughter's room as well, sitting sort of loaf style with his nose touching the wall. That was also very unusual for him, but we just moved, so I let it go. My dog barked and growled at my bedroom ceiling for the first few nights though. Also odd, but we just moved and he's a puppy, so I only joked about how dogs can see things that we don't and forgot about. Since then, I have had several moments where I see movement at the top of the stairs. It's always the same color, I guess. I wish I could say that I was joking, but the only way that I can describe it is sort of like cloud-colored. And almost every time, it is movement towards one specific room, but it comes from different angles. By the time that I look, it's already went behind the corner, though. And there's never anyone upstairs when I see these. The first time that I saw it too, not out of the corner of my eye, I thought that I was watching a fur tumbleweed bounce down the stairs. we have a golden retriever, and it does happen, believe it or not. I got up to retrieve the ball of hair, and when I did, there was nothing there. But I sat there and watched it slowly and softly bounce down at least three steps. This was like 20 seconds worth of intense staring. I didn't have my glasses on so the detail wasn't all there but it was what I imagine a fur tumbleweed would look like to me from that distance. It moved strangely though but I guess we're still learning where all of the draughts come in at so I shrugged it off but still mentioned it to my husband because we both still chuckle about the first night. But today, today was the worst So I'd come out of the bathroom which leaves a sort of direct line of sight into my bedroom and I could have sworn that I saw the dog jump off the bed and I even heard the corresponding thump. Our dog is very light so in the dark when the light hits him just right he has a sort of ominous looking blur and I'm pretty used to it. But then I remembered that I had just let the dog outside. I called down to the husband and the kids and asked where the cat was. And he confirmed that he was perched in the window. I don't know what I think of all of this, but I feel like I'm going a little bit crazy. Anyway, I just needed to share this with a group of people who don't completely think that I'm nuts. So thanks for listening. So I was in hospital waiting for a space on labor ward, so I could be induced to have my baby. I was very uncomfortable and was told walking around might help move things in the right direction. Me and my partner decided to walk down to the main foyer of the maternity hospital and walk around the hospital grounds and stuff. It was about 2 in the morning, but it was July, so it was a nice mild evening. As we came out of the stairwell onto the bottom floor, I had a painful contraction, and had to sit down on the chairs at the door. Me and my partner were just sort of chatting after the pain subsided when the automatic doors opened and a very large man walked in. He looked at us with a really crazed look in his eyes, muttered something, then took off down the corridor grunting. I was thinking, huh, that's odd. When my boyfriend practically lifted me off the seat and hissed under his breath at me to move now, and ran with me towards the lift. Bearing in mind I'm nine months pregnant and in the early stages of labor so I'm not exactly in shape to move fast anywhere, but once I got in the lift I'm completely bewildered and asked my boyfriend what the heck was that about? He then shakily asked me if I saw the two massive rocks the man had in his hands, and no, I did not. As soon as we got into the ward, we informed the charge nurse and she basically locked the entire maternity unit down until the police came to remove this guy. But it turns out that he ran out of the main hospital up the hill after being admitted to having a mental health crisis, I think. I don't know. I'm just so glad that he didn't hurt anyone and didn't hurt us. And that my partner was switched on enough to notice that this guy had some rocks in his hands. Because pretty terrifying. When I, a 21-year-old female, was 17, I wanted to au pair and the only place close to me that I could go to as a 17-year-old was England. So I found this family, a mother with two kids, boy and a girl. I messaged them and talked with the mother and she seemed very interested and very nice. So we set up a date for me to go, and that was that. When I got to the airport, I was very confused that they weren't there to pick me up, though. I messaged the mother to ask her where they were, and if it would be a a long time for them to come and get me. She told me that she was on her way, and was just sort of stuck in traffic or something, and I thought, okay, that's fair enough. She told me to go to the exit and wait, Then, not long after... She told me that she was there and that she was in a blue car. I was looking around, very confused, since I couldn't really see any blue cars there. When I finally found it, some other woman than the one that I had been talking to walked out of the car and towards me. The instant that I made eye contact with the other woman, I got a long text from the woman that I was supposed to work for where it basically said that her husband had come from the country that he worked in and that they had fought because he didn't want an au pair in the house and for some reason she didn't want to tell me that so she just gave me to her good friend who needed an au pair. I was very confused by this obviously and by that time a little bit scared too. It all seemed very weird as if someone was watching me and had been waiting for the right moment to send that text. The woman seemed very friendly though, but was hurrying with taking my things and putting it in her car while talking to me. I am a bit nervous and non-confrontational by nature, so I didn't really know what to do or say other than just follow her and what she was doing. When it was all done, she told me that we should get going, and I told her that I wasn't really comfortable with it all. She told me that she understood, but that she really needed the help and also only had two children at home. We had to move fast because of the place that she was parked so we got in the car and started driving out of the airport pickup spot. The second that we started moving I told her that I was very uncomfortable with this and really wanted to get out and stay at the airport. She seemed a bit upset by this and told me that sure she could drop me off but she had to get out of where we were because she could get a ticket for letting me out there or something like that. I don't know if that's true or not but it's just what she told me. We drove for a few minutes still on the airport grounds and we stopped a bit away so I could get out and call my parents. I talked to them pretty much sobbing the whole time and I noticed that while I was talking to them the woman was inside her car talking to a woman the one that I'd been talking to I presume. I didn't understand the language so I can't say what they were talking about but when I was done talking I got into the car again And I told her that I really wanted her to let me out, and she kept asking me if I was sure that I didn't want to go into town with her or something, if I didn't want her to drop me off by the shopping center. I of course told her no, that I really want her to just let me out by the airport. She did thankfully, and I went inside and talked with my parents. After this happened, I got some really weird voice memos from her and two other people. I couldn't understand them, but... It was very weird. My parents also tried contacting her and she blocked them both. If you don't know, a lot of au pairs are being treated very poorly, so for us to feel safe and secure and sure that we don't get cheated out of pay or working more than we are allowed, we have to sign a contract. And later on, I found out that the contract that she had sent me was actually fake and not really binding. I don't know how, but it wasn't legitimate apparently. Plus, her addresses that she had sent me were also fake. She apparently didn't live at either of them. I found out later on that the city that I was in was a bit of a hotspot for trafficking as well. I didn't know this until after this had happened, but it was just a a lot of very sketchy stuff. And of course, I could be overthinking this one, I admit. It might not be as bad as I think it was, but in the moment of it... I was sure that something was going down. Apartments.com believes that a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time that you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. In 2006, my mum, she went on an overnight business trip and brought something back with her. My parents were in the middle of a divorce, which meant that I think it was the perfect time for something to attach itself. The morning that she got back from the trip, she was telling us about all the creepy things that happened in her hotel room. And she had just told us that the TV kept turning on when all of a sudden our stereo turned on at full blast. We all sat there in shock just sort of looking at each other before my brother got up to turn it off. We immediately stopped talking about it and went on about our day. And for the next four years we would all experience odd happenings but they were always small enough that we could write them off as something else. That was until 2010 when my mum moved into a new house that had just been built. So right off the bat, we all noticed just how dark this house was. It could be a sunny summer day and the inside of the house would look dark and just bleak. The ghostly happenings in that house initially started with my brother. His room was situated in the front of the house just next to the formal living room, which we used as a computer room. He would tell my mum and my sister that he would wake up in the early hours of the morning to the sound of someone typing on the computer. When we would get up to check, the monitor would be on, but there would be no one at the computer. One night in particular, he woke up to the sound of typing, went out to investigate, and saw the monitor was on again, but this time, the chair was spinning in a sort of slow circle, as if someone had gotten up and walked away in a hurry. When he told my mum the next morning, she assured him that it must have been a dream, and to just ignore it if he's ever woken up again by it. He listened to her advice and the computer stopped turning on in the middle of the night for a while, but it started up again a couple of months later and this time it was accompanied by something else. This was when my brother saw a full body apparition. He told me years later that he saw what he thought was me standing in his doorway one night. He said that he opened his eyes, saw me standing there and told me to go back to sleep. When he opened his eyes again, he saw me crouching down by his bedside at eye level, staring at him. He quickly sat up in bed, rubbed the sleep out of his eyes, looked around the room and saw that he was now completely alone. He got up sort of in disbelief, walked over to my room and apparently saw me fast asleep in my own bed. It was that night that he left the house and he never stayed past 8 o'clock again. But once this thing had driven my brother away, it seemed to target my sister as well. She recalls experiencing similar things. She'd see my brother or me crouching at her bedside or in her doorway and she would hear cabinets in the kitchen opening and closing. She woke up one morning to a package of Oreos sitting open on the counter with all the cookies smashed to bits. and She had been home alone that night so there was just no explanation as to who did it. None of this scared her though and she didn't experience anything besides those few occurrences. But this is when I started to experience strange things. At the time I was 10 years old and I had no idea what had been happening to my brother and sister in our house. And they didn't want to scare me. For me though, it started by seeing shadow people in the hallway. Multiple times a day too. And the kitchen cabinets would always be open even if no one had been in the kitchen all day. But then one night... I saw it. It was a normal school night and I was lying in my mum's bed reading a book. Her bedroom had its own bathroom attached with two sinks with two huge round mirrors facing the doorway that connected the two rooms, with her bed facing the door. And as I was reading my book, I got the sudden urge to look up and into the mirror on the right side of her bathroom. And what I saw haunts me to this day. At first glance, I honestly thought that it was my brother so i looked away but that's when i remembered that my brother had like left an hour ago my eyes shot back up to the mirror and i got a good look at what was looking back at me in the reflection of the mirror it was tall and it had a big mess of hair plopped on top of its head its skin was gray and its face had no features it had no nose in place of its eyes it had two sort of gaping black holes It had no lips, and in place of those was a black hole as well. I sat there staring at it for what must have been a couple of seconds, and even though it had no eyes, I just knew that it was looking at me. Well, I screamed and threw the blankets over my head, pleading for my mum. in my fit of terror. She came running in and pulled the blankets off of me and asked me what happened. I was shaking as I told her what I saw, and... I remember seeing fear just grow in her eyes as she looked over her shoulder into the bathroom. To ease my mind, she told me that it was common for mirrors to play tricks on people's eyes and that I was probably imagining it because of the book that I was reading. We did move out a few months after that incident and I haven't experienced anything like that since I lived there. To this day, I have no idea who or what was tormenting us for the years that we lived there Maybe we'll never know, but I'm just glad that it didn't follow us. G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Be Scared podcast. And please, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode too. Also, it would be much appreciated if you could share this new podcast with your friends and family, and on social media too. Thanks again for listening, guys, and I'll see you mates in the next one.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need.